Hey there, hi there, ho there, and welcome in to another edition of Between the Screens, a movie, television, life coach podcast <laughs> where two film school friends, or as we like to say around here, FSFs, uh, sit around and talk about all sorts of weird pop culture nonsense that we find to be fun and enjoyable and worth talking about. I am your host, the Eddie McCabe, joined as always by my lovely co-host, a person who I don't think I would have made it through film school if I did not have Aww. them, Stacy Versetti. Stacy, I have no idea who that is. Uh, we're going <laughs> to talk about it. Is this a wrestling thing? This no, is a it wrestling. Is not. No, okay. Um, that was so nice. I definitely wouldn't have made it through film school without you guys because um, I would have had no one to do projects with out on Cape Cod around my kids' schedule. But anyway, that's a different story. <laughs> um, so and, and take life advice at your own risk from us, please. <laughs> <laughs> sure. There should uh, be a waiver for that. <laughs> yeah. Look, here's the thing. There's probably a disclaimer somewhere. <laughs> If not, there should be. But I just gave it. But we are going to jump right in. We have a uh, we have a running gag on this show, and that is that we talk about all of the important movies, television, video game, book releases of the years that we were alive. This year is the year of whatever Lord you believe in, two thousand and two, or Lords, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, really, it's just Christianity, I think, because B.C. is before sure. Christ. So, like, if you were Wiccan or something, I don't know what year it is. Sure. That's going to be weird for people, huh? That'd be real fun. That'd be, you know what, that's <laughs> fun. I, I think that we should have more religious diversity. If you're some sort of weird religion, please join our Discord and tell me all about it. <laughs> what wanna... year is it really? Like, you go by 2023, but for you, is it really something else? Look, I don't know when we started counting, but I assumed that we all just got together and were like, we're starting at zero this year. Yeah. Okay, guys? Like, that's what we're doing. You can figure out whatever reasoning you need behind it, but we're that's what we're doing. Um, so, 2002, what are you doing? Who are you talking to? What's happening? Those are all excellent questions that I'm sure I have answers for somewhere in my brain. Um, what am I doing? 2002 is Spider-Man, so I am in college at Four Cs, Cape Cod Community College, for those who don't know what that is, which is probably most of you, um, and doing a lot in the radio station there, and just hanging out when I'm not at home with my young child. Sure. Because she was about three, well, halfway through the year. I think she turned three? I don't know. I should know, but I don't. I'd have to do math in my brain. It's not going to happen right now. Um, so anyway, that's pretty much it. I saw a bunch of movies, actually. I don't know how I got to go to the movies without my kids so much in 2002, but when I was making my list, I was like, I saw this in theaters and this in theaters. Yeah. So that's fun. Um, that is wonderful. I was in middle school. Um, mm-hmm. I was in middle school, and that was just a, you know, just a bunch of fun. I don't remember anything super duper important happening in 2002 uh mm. for for me but uh there were a lot of movies that i saw at the time and then movies that i saw much later excellent and so but in the video game world 
there are a couple of very, very big ones. Yes, gonna... there were. I saw. There's a lot in this year, like in all of my categories. So sure. I'll probably let you go first for movies for once, just because that way maybe you'll bang some of my list out and I can yeah. talk about less. So, so there's um there's some important stuff that I think we're gonna get to, and I'm gonna save those for a little bit later. But I just have a kitschy story. I remember going on a middle school date with watching Catch Me If You Can. Fun. So I remember. Nice was, choice for a middle school date. That's middle school <laughs> date. Did we go to Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets? No. Did we go to Spider Man? No. The Steven Spielberg. Catch me if you classic. can. Catch me if you can. Uh, the Count of Monte Cristo uh, came out this year. The movie adaptation of the novel. Hey, uh, you know who's in that? A very young Henry Cavill. Yeah. And People Jim, don't know that. People don't know that. And Jim Caviezel. Yeah, but who cares about him? There's a very young Henry Cavill there. Right. He's also way way better. (laughs) Um, uh, The Count of Monte Cristo is probably my favorite book of all time. I did not know that. I never knew that. I didn't even know you'd read the Count of Monte Cristo. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, maybe you should ask. No. um, I don't Look, here's the thing. It's not, a, it's not a large list of books that I have read. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, I've read a ton of books because I don't. But uh, that out of that list, um, that is probably my favorite. Uh, the Scooby-Doo movie, fantastic, highly underrated. Attack of the Clones, properly rated for, <laughs> for Star Wars. Um, I saw this movie with my dad. Uh, this is my favorite Steven Spielberg movie of 2002, and that's Minority Report. Yes. I loved Minority that's on my Report. List. Um, well, actually, some- absolutely, absolutely fantastic movie. Same thing with The Born Identity, the original. Oh, uh, you know that's on, on my with list. With Matt Damon. An underrated movie, uh, because I feel like people haven't seen it. They know the character, but Lilo and Stitch. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people know Stitch. I think he's very cute. They did a lot of, sh- uh, like, shorts leading up to that release of that movie where um, he was, like, messing up, like, the ballroom scene from Beauty and the Beast. Right. Things like right, that. Right. So I think people are aware of the character, but I don't think a lot of people saw the actual movie of Interesting. Lilo and Stitch. I know that I saw it much later, but I absolutely, absolutely loved it. I took my daughter to see it, and she became obsessed with Elvis. And she got this, um, this is when the Disney store was still everywhere, and we had one locally. And she had this little Lilo, like, Hawaiian dress-looking thing, and a little cute bob haircut, and I have, like, the most adorable picture of her in it. (laughs) But I always think of what I think of Lilo and Stitch back in the day. But, yeah, no, she became completely obsessed with Elvis for a while after seeing Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. Uh, on the complete polar opposite end of Lilo and Stitch is One Hour Photo. Did you ever see One yeah. Hour Photo? I uh, have, and that's interesting because I have a different um, serious turn of Robin Williams on my list. So ooh. I'm glad you have that one because I have the other one that came out that year. Uh, this also was the year that Cabin Fever came out, another Eli Roth movie, which is pretty mm-hmm. good. But I remember watching it because uh, Ryder Strong was in it. Yes. Because <laughs> he played Sean in uh, in uh, Boy Meets World. Uh, so mm-hmm. that was always a He gives a good bit. hugs. I met him at a con, and he gives very good hugs. 
good. He seems like a very good person. Uh, and so I think that kind of wraps up my my movies for now. Because I don't really think I need to get into a deep dive with Kung Pao, Enter the Fist, and <laughs> the new guy. Um, I met so. the new guy, too. I sat next to him for an entire weekend when I worked with the um, the the principal from Saved by the Bell. Okay. His table, um, DJ Qualls, his table was next to ours. Oh, that's so, fun. I, I bet you he's very nice. He was very nice. He wouldn't let me pay for anything. Like, oh. And the wrestlers were all behind us, and th- some of them were sneaking me cookies from their green room. But anyway, that's a whole different That's story. really funny. That's super, super funny. <laughs> like through the uh, curtains. <laughs> yeah, so what about you? What, what, what movies kind of stand out for you? Okay. So obviously you mentioned it, but The Born Identity... As a Matt Damon fan, that was a big one for me. It was, you know, something very different for him. Like, yeah, Saving Private Ryan was kind of an actiony movie at times. Yeah, but he also but, like wasn't in it. Right, exactly. So this was completely different, and it was also like a big change for the genre as well, because yeah. of a like the hand-to-hand combat was phenomenal, um, and just the way it was filmed. It's so good, and it holds up so well. I did a um, a couple years ago. I filled the holes in my Matt Damon filmography because I realized that there was like eight out of like sixty movies I hadn't seen. I was sure. like, well, I'm just gonna watch them. So when I did that, I rewatched The Born Identity, and it and it really does hold up. Um, so Minority Report, I also have. I love that movie. I rewatched it for that Tom Cruise thing I was doing. Mm. Um, so ones you did not mention, I have Eight Mile. Yeah. I was a huge Eminem fan at the time. Like, he, like saw him in concert three times. So I was so psyched for this movie. I think I went opening night. I don't know how again. I had a three-year-old. I have no idea. I just, I made people watch my kid, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Chicago, the Oscar-winning musical. That yes. was um, a lot of fun. Um, adaptation, which is a very, very good Nick Cage movie that, often felt like it was inside my head with anxiety the way he talks to himself is insane um in a good way 28 days later is actually the most popular on imdb surprisingly early killian murphy or yeah it's killian i always say it wrong but i guess it's killian anyway that was his first like kind of breakout role was in 28 days later um my Robin Williams' dark movie is Insomnia, a Chris Nolan movie that takes place in Alaska when it's daytime, 24 hours. And and, um, yeah, Robin Williams and Al Pacino, I believe. I don't know. I own it, but I haven't watched it in forever. But I really like that one. I have a Fincher with Panic Room. I was going to call it. Panic Room was really good. It is really good. Um, it's it's one of the lesser seen Fincher movies, I think, and yeah, and that's too bad because it is really good. Um, uh, Jared Leto's in that. Jared Leto is in it. A young Kristen Stewart is in it. Yeah, she's in Jodie Foster, obviously. Um, you mentioned one of my daughter's favorite movies from the year, which is Scooby Doo, and that was actually how she figured out that acting was like a job because she recognized Sarah Michelle Gellar as Buffy. And yeah, it was like, right. why is Buffy Daphne? Like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, why is, yes. So, so, but because of that, she was never afraid of anything in movies or TV because she knew how fake it was. Um, 
So that one, but her other favorite one happens to be another Matt Damon movie, and that is Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. And oh, I cannot geez. tell you okay. how much I have seen that damn movie. <laughs> I remember I saw that when I was looking through the year, and I was oh like, my God. I was like, oh yeah, that was a thing. My daughter watched that movie. Like, I'm I'm now that mom right now that just only talks about her kid, right? Because that's another movie I'm going to talk about my kid. But this was a big year for my kid, apparently. She watched that movie so, so, so much. She was a horse girl. Um, and what else? There's a couple other things. A really bad um, sequel to Interview with a Vampire called Queen of the Damned, which I still watch anyway just because it's all I got other than Interview with the Vampire. <laughs> it's my only other option. So I watch it even though it's bad. Um, and then and then you mentioned those those ones. Oh, Secretary. There's a weird little S&M movie with, um, sure. um, I forget their names off the top of my head, but there's famous people in it that you'd recognize. <laughs> James Spader and Maggie Gyllenhaal, I think. Yes, that is correct. It. But it's a really good movie. I mean, it's not just like an S&M movie. Like, it's a good movie. Um, it's yes. about more than that, supposedly. So, and then my last three I think are are some of the ones we were gonna gonna wait till the end on. Yeah, right. Uh, that would be Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers. Yes. Um, that was that's probably one of the biggest ones. I mean, for uh, me, that is the biggest one. Yeah, the, it's the sequel to The Fellowship of the Ring, which is awesome. Uh, then you have uh, the second Harry Potter, The Chamber of Secrets. Not my favorite Harry Potter by it any is, means. It is not great. No, it's not great. Um, The whole thing of um, what, like him rearranging the fire letters, like, oh, God, everything about that. Don't like it. Uh, And then Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Yes, that's another big one. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. I absolutely love Spider-Man. You know, we had the X-Men and Spider-Man at that point. uh, And so we were hoping that we'd get some kind of like really cool crossover and it never happened. No, maybe. Maybe it can still. In the well, MCU. it can still. It's just not going to be Tony McGuire and, and No, that, it definitely won't be. And that cast. But, Especially not by the time they'd get around to that. Yeah, right. I still think we're talking like 2026 for, mm. for any of that stuff. Uh, but yeah, so any, any final things on movies? Um, no, just to touch on those ones. Spider-Man... Um, Interestingly enough, this was the other big one for my daughter. I, she was only three, but she loved Spider-Man with a fiery passion. She had a Spider-Man birthday. She only wanted Spider-Man gifts. My grandmother could not buy her boy toys, so she bought her a Mary Jane action figure. Oh, <laughs> she funny. refused to buy her boy toys. Um, she had this this Spider-Man doll, like stuffed thing that like you squeeze in it would talk and its eyes would light up and we'd always do it because it'd be like I can swing all night and we're like I bet you can Spider-Man <laughs> so that can. was fun yeah. <laughs> um and then Harry Potter Chamber of Secrets is not my favorite book it's not my favorite movie I don't like snakes it's a big snake there's no sure. that's obvious so I don't really need to go into that and the two towers was the movie that cemented my love for Legolas as my favorite. Although Legolas and Gimli as a pair really are my favorite, thanks right. to the books. But I mean, Orlando Bloom in the Two Towers, he's got he's got some 
some stunts he does that are just mwah. Sure. Very good. Very, very good. And he had a mohawk under that wig, which I was digging. But anyway, <laughs> moving on. Those are my movies. <laughs> Those are good. Those are good movies. Uh, so moving on to television. Moving on to television. There are a bunch of television shows that are super influential and important uh, to me. Uh, the first being The Shield. Okay. Um, I absolutely love The Shield. Have you seen The Shield? I didn't. I put it on my list because I knew it was a big deal. Like, it should be mentioned at least, but I didn't, because I didn't realize that you watched it and would bring it up. But, um, but no, I haven't seen it, so, so you go ahead and talk about it. So not only, not only am I going to bring it up, uh, this, you, everybody here on Between the Screens land uh, gets to hear my little mini diatribe about The Shield and how influential of a television show that was. Uh, because the show is about a cop who is a dirty cop in Los Angeles. And mm -hmm. it's basically him and like corruption within the LAPD. And without Vic Mackey, played by Michael Chiklis, we don't get characters like Don Draper, Walter White. Mm -hmm. And he's really kind of the most important character to appear on television because he, the shield pushed those en that envelope way right. back in 2002. Uh, the pilot to the shield is one of the best television pilots I've ever seen. Uh, it's gripping and, you know, it's tough because it kind of gets lost because Walter White is able to exist, but yeah. I do. And so if you watched breaking bad, to then go back and watch The Shield is tough. Not as, yeah. But it is so, 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 so good. Also, it kind of like Kurt Sutter, who is a major writer for The Shield, ends up creating Sons of Anarchy. Okay. And there is like a, like a weird kind of tie-in between The Shield and the end of uh, Sons of Anarchy. Interesting. It, it's really, it's really interesting. Characters from the Shield kind of show up, and some of them get kind of get like weird pseudo endings that like <laughs> we didn't really get with the Shield. Um, okay. And so it's really interesting. Uh, it's fantastic. It's one of my favorite shows. Uh, I think I've watched it through at least three times. I own two. I own two complete series on DVD. And that is The Shield and Smallville. Yeah. Okay. So, so that kind of uh, that kind of shows you where it is. Um, another important one is Firefly. Yes. Uh, another Joss Whedon show. I watched this after. So I remember going and seeing, and we'll we'll talk about it again when when the movie comes up. But mm -hmm. I saw Serenity first. So did I. And I was like. <laughs> What the hell is this? This is so stupid. I like, liked it. I did not like that movie. The problem was is that I went into the movie and I wa not knowing anything about Firefly. Oh, I knew a little bit about Firefly. So I knew nothing about Firefly. And the part that I was annoyed with was I was like, this movie expects me to already know a bunch of information yep. that I didn't know. And I was and so I was really frustrated 
watching that movie the first time and I didn't like it at all. Years later on Netflix, I watched Firefly and then I watched Serenity. And I just remember bawling my eyes out oh, at the end of Serenity. Yes, and is. I was and I was it, like, that's so funny. It was it so It definitely funny. hits you so different. Because I did the same thing. I saw Serenity first. I did know a little bit about Firefly. But I had not seen an episode. And I saw Serenity. I didn't hate it. I, I liked it. I didn't love it. Um, but then I watched the show and saw the movie. And yeah, like totally different experience. Totally different experience. And yeah, it's heartbreaking. Um, and then uh, uh, two other big shows... I liked the first season of The Wire. I thought the first season of The Wire was really, really good and really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the show really loses steam in okay. in the later episodes, but it's it's good. There are memorable characters, very memorable performances, uh, and I do recommend watching The Wire. The other one is a show I've never seen before, but I know it's incredibly popular, and that was Monk. Yeah, I have seen some of Monk. And it was really good. It is on my list as well. Um, I don't. It was one of those shows that I don't know why I didn't stick with it. I just at some point I didn't sure. watch it like weekly. I just watched it here and there. I think that's yeah. why. But it was, it was really good. It was kind of in the same place as, and I'm sure we'll talk about this show eventually as Psych, where it yeah. was like one of those USA crime comedy shows. That I thought was really fun, but never watched with any sort of consistency. Mm-hmm. Uh, former big three. I don't know if it's currently a big three because I don't necessarily keep up the way I used to. But uh, Naruto ends up uh, debuting this year. Yeah. Uh, the show about Naruto, Naruto Uzumaki. Uh, basically, he's just a screw up of a ninja, but he's also like the inheritance of some demon. Uh, very interesting, very long-running show, um, but felt like that really needed uh, mention, as well as the first spinoff of CSI, and that is CSI Miami uh, with David Caruso. Yeah, okay. Which is mostly just a meme. <laughs> you know? um, I have a few that haven't been mentioned. Not a lot. Okay. The biggest show for me from 2002, again, I guess this is the Alessandra episode. The biggest show for me is Kim Possible. Oh, see, I was thinking it was going to be What's New Scooby Doo? No, Kim Possible was so, so huge. We had the soundtrack. I would jam out to the soundtrack in the car with her. We watched it all the time. I, I would probably still watch Kim Possible by myself now. It was so good. Um, I very much enjoyed it. Uh, I very much enjoyed the regular movie, not the live action. I don't even think I saw the live action movie. I forget that it exists all the time. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Kim Possible. It also came out years later. Yeah, it came out way after. Because Kim Possible, it only got like three seasons, I think, for some reason. Like, I remember feeling like it really was. So you want to know, you want to know what I heard about it? Uh, it went, it ran from 2002 to 2007. Okay. So it got more than three seasons, unless okay. each season was like a year and a half. Or there might have been a bigger break between seasons for Maybe. whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe. But it definitely didn't feel like it had as much as a lot of the sure. other cartoons sure. at the time. Yeah, another show that also debuted, another cartoon that I really liked was Codename Kids Next Door. Mm-hmm. Uh, Codename Kids Next Door, it's basically like a, a secret agency for yeah. kids. And they uh, like 
they fight against adults. It was very fun. So call me, beat me if you want to reach me. Yes. That's the takeaway from here. Um, American Idol came out. I did watch that for a lot of seasons. I haven't in a long time. I don't know what season they're on or what season I stopped, but I did watch season one regularly. It was appointment television. I voted for Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, I voted. Okay. Oh, wow. I'm lame or not, depending no. on. If you, you voted in the first one, you're not lame because it was a cultural phenomenon. Oh, right. Um, and the Osbournes debuted, which is, you oh, know, yeah. you can thank them for all of your celebrity reality television because they were the start of that, the Osbournes. Sure, yeah. They're crazy. I wish that I had used subtitles back then like I do now. So I had some clue what the hell Ozzy Osbourne was ever saying in that show because you oh, couldn't okay. tell. Nobody and did. then you may have noticed, probably not. But maybe somebody listening has noticed. I did not mention Stephen King in the movie section, whether he had a movie or not. But he had a miniseries, one of my favorite of his movies, miniseries, shows, all of them. And um, one of my favorite Haunted House movies. And that's called Rose Red. Oh, and okay. that came out in 2002. So I was a big fan of that. I'm still a big fan of that, actually. And that's it. That's it for me and TV. So there's uh, there's two things that I just wanted to mention. One is Takashi's Castle. Uh, Takashi's Castle is the real Japanese game show uh, okay. that that was um, the same thing. It was most extreme elimination challenge. Uh, did you ever see that? It was like Ninja Warrior kind of, but they just did like bad comedy dubs. Okay, I think either you or my friend Jesse was at my house and made me watch. No, it couldn't have been you. I didn't know you then. It must have been my friend Jesse. Sure. Yeah, so there it is. <laughs> he had me watch it because um, and it was hysterical. Yeah, he was uh, at my and, house. And, and then the other one was it was a show called Fast Lane. And I wanted to bring it up you were because... in middle school. You obviously weren't in my house. Yeah, Sorry. no. Yeah. All right, anyway, go ahead. Um, Fastlane. Fastlane was to capitalize on the Fast and the Furious craze. Mm-hmm. And, and it was basically the same plot as Too Fast, Too Furious. I don't know if you remember the plot of Too Fast, Too Furious. But... Um. Paul bit. Walker. Paul Walker has to work with the DEA and becomes an undercover cop again. But like, yeah, Street Vin Racer. Diesel's not in it, right? Vin Diesel's not in it. Yeah. And so they tried to capitalize on the fame of the Fast and the Furious franchise at that point by making Fast Lane, which was basically a television show version of it. It was really good. The problem was is that the show was too expensive because oh. they constantly had like Lamborghinis and like really nice cars, and they it was just on fox and so it was very popular it was popular but then it just was too expensive to make so those those are just two shows that i wanted to just kind of chime in about that i thought were very very fun do you have any books i do have books we're gonna skip ahead because i have a lot well i guess it's not really that many books it just looks like a lot in my notes um lovely bones came out that year which i did read i didn't just watch the movie i will only mention it if i read it or i will specify that i didn't um, oh, I guess it's autocorrected, which is funny because the book is Aragon and it autocorrected to Dragon, which sure. <laughs> sure, which is what it's about, I guess. Which is, it's about Aragon's a dragon. I always say Aragon like Lord of the Rings. I yeah. don't know. It's all the same to me. Um, 
I did. I believe that I listened to those. I know I did the first one. Um, a Neil Gaiman book that was turned into a very popular movie, uh, Coraline, came oh, out that yeah. year. Um, we have Living Dead in Dallas, which is True Blood book two. I must have missed when book one came out because I know I didn't mention it, but that's why Carly writes all this stuff down for us. So later sure. I can figure out what I missed. Um, Artemis Fowl book two. The Dresden books book four which is like a um like a supernatural investigator type of deal and um james marster spike from spike from buffy he narrates them oh cool so that's that's fun and um cabinet of curiosities which is the current series the third book in the series that i've been currently listening to which is another supernatural kind of fbi agent that and you agent pendergast books and then we have an Anne Rice Vampire Chronicles entry, and that would be Blackwood Farm. It's number nine, and it's the one where they cross over with the Mayfair Witches, which, as a fan of both, was so super fucking exciting. I can't even tell you. It was like it was like it was like the Avengers for me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was it was really exciting. Um, that's Blackwood Farm, and then we have two Stephen Kings. One is a short story book, so I've never read it. It's called Everything's Eventual. Um, and the other one is number five in the Dark Tower series, which is Wolves of Kala. And yeah. that's one of my favorites from the series because that's where we start to get really meta. Okay. Like, it's always a little meta, but in that one, we start to really, like, find out that, like, they find the book Salem's Lot oh, in that one. Okay. So they start to get really meta in Wolves of Kala. Um, and that's it. That's it for me and books. Okay. Uh, very fun. Very fun year in books. Uh, I'm going to move on to video games. And mm -hmm. is are there any video games that you want to talk about first? Well, I know that you're going to mention my first two. Okay. Which, so we can. I'll save those ones. Um, sure. But there was a Buffy the Vampire Slayer game, which I yeah. played a lot. And I beat. And I loved. Sure. And so the the Buffy the Vampire game, I know that there was a comic book that was released that was supposed to be another season of mm -hmm. Buffy. Yeah, you was gave the, me the DVD or Blu-ray. It's Blu-ray. It's like a the animation. Yeah, of it, of that yeah. final um, season. Was was the video game a part of that? Was it like an official? I think it was an official Buffy the Vampire Slayer video game, but it was not like canon. It wasn't okay. like part of um, furthering the story or anything. Okay. I don't believe. I mean, it was, you know, a long time right. ago now, yeah. 21 years ago. So, you know, I don't know. But the game was a lot of fun. I remember there was a separate like graveyard section you could go to and just kill things to like practice or earn points or something. I don't know why, sure. but I did that on occasion. Um, and there was a hospital area that I remember for some okay. reason. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. And then, so there was that Buffy. Then we have Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring and the Two Towers both yeah. came out that year. I played them both as Legolas. I like to stay back and just, you know, hit things with my arrows while everyone else does the dirty work. Um, sure. Yeah. So I beat both of those. I'll tell you if I beat the whole series when we get to Return of the Kings <laughs> game coming out. Oh, um, sure. And I didn't play this, but I find it hilarious that it exists, so I have to mention it. There was a Law & Order video game in 2002. 
Okay. I was like, what? I have to say that just because sure. I can't believe there was a Law and Order video game. That is hysterical. That's so that is very funny. Um, there's a uh, there's a big release in Metroid Prime. I never played it. I never owned a GameCube. Uh, one of the bigger games for me that year was Madden 2003. Um, I become very very obsessed with the Madden franchise, uh, and 2003 kind of cemented my love for for that Mad- that era of the Madden franchise. Yes, I will be spe- uh, celebrating Madden holiday next uh, next week. <laughs> I believe it's next week. Um, I own every single Madden with every cover athlete on it, so I have to go and buy a physical copy of it. Uh, James Bond, uh, it's 007 Nightfire, uh, was a really fun uh, James Bond first-person shooter that I really enjoyed playing. Uh, Mario Sunshine, never really played it because, again, had a GameCube until I got it on the Switch recently. Okay. It came in like a Mario 3D uh, multi-pack. So I picked that up. Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell and Metal Gear Solid. That's Tom Clancy Splinter Cell, right? That's the Tom Clancy one? Yeah, so it's Tom Clancy Splinter Cell. You play as Sam Fisher. It's the first in his uh, series of games. And it was focused on stealth. One of my other favorite video game franchises of all time is Metal Gear. And... Uh, there is a Metal Gear that was released this year. It was called Subsistence, or, yeah, Subsistence, I believe. Uh, But it is the main game with, like, a bunch of alternative missions and VR missions and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Now, Splinter Cell... Sorry to interrupt, I just want to ask a question. It's not related to the Tom Clancy movies at all, correct? Um, So Sam Fisher is a character in the Tom Clancy novels, Okay, that's what I thought. I thought it was because so, I know there's a Splinter Cell book. Yeah, so it would be the same. Like, where, how closely related they are to each other, I have no idea. But I okay. do know that Sam Fisher is a Tom Clancy character. And if they did the Tom Clancy Avengers, mm-hmm. Jack Ryan and Sam Fisher would, like, hang out. Cool, cool. All right, moving on. Um, but Splinter Cell, as opposed to Metal Gear Solid, is more, like, serious. Whereas, like, Metal Gear, you can get alerted by a guard, and all of a sudden, they'll, like, you know, be like, ah, oh my god, and then you can just get into a firefight. You lose if it, in Splinter Cell. Like, you, okay. you end up. So, uh, it was very good, very different, very serious. Uh, on the more fun and outlandish ones, uh, it was Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Tommy Versetti comes oh, in. Oh, okay. Tommy That's Versetti. comes from this week. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Versetti is the main character, and basically you play, it's like Scarface the video game, is basically what it is. Uh, You basically have to start as nothing, and you now have to, you just basically have to take out everybody and, like, run the city. Uh, It was, again, an open world game, much like Grand Theft Auto 3. It expands on the world and kind of what you can do. And so it makes it a little bit better until we get to what I think is the peak of the franchise in a couple of years with San Andreas. But we'll cross that uh, car stealing bridge when we get to it. (laughs) Uh, I assume Spider-Man is one of the last two that are remaining. Yes. Yeah. Uh, It is the movie tie in game to the Spider-Man game narrated by Bruce Campbell, uh, which is a ton of fun. Uh, It is it's a delightful game, Uh, you Um, know. I very much enjoyed it, but I was very, very bad at it. I have a weird 
like I have a a weird issue with video games. Like the things that I'm bad at are jumping. <laughs> so, sure. Like it's a death perception issue. I think. Like I'm really bad at spatial relations in video games for some reason. Like I will fight to the death. Like over and over. Like I can fight shit, but I can't jump. Like I miss. Okay. So. Sure. So I was horrible, and I don't think I I remember the warehouse when we chased down the guy that killed Uncle Ben. Yeah, right. I don't remember any much after that. I don't think I played much longer. I think I got sure. stuck and stopped playing. But I remember it so well because it was so good when I could make him swing. And when I sure. <laughs> uh, so it's very fun. I didn't really play this one. I want to say it's the next one that I really, really liked because it was an open world Spider-Man mm-hmm. game. Uh, and they like recreated Manhattan in a really fun way. Uh, but it was a linear game. It was a movie tie-in, which we don't see anymore, which is sad. Because yeah. I, like this was like when movie tie-in games were like good. And yeah. so uh, the next one, the next game and the final game on my list, and I'm assuming just the list in general... Um, I was at a GameStop, or I think it was called Funko Land at the time, but I was at a video game store, and I was just looking around, and I see this sign, and in one half of the sign, it is Cloud Strife from Final Fantasy (laughs) VII, VII. and and he has a black wing coming out of his uh, left shoulder, Mm -hmm. and then on the right side of the page, it is Sephiroth from... Final Fantasy VII, and out of his right shoulder, he has a identical black wing growing out of it. And okay. then it says Kingdom Hearts. Yes. And then it just says pre-order, and it said the date. And, I and you're like, okay. <laughs> and I paid for the game right there. Nice. I paid for the game right there. I had no idea what anything else was. And then you and, were so overjoyed when you found out what it actually was, too, and, I bet. And then I was like, well, I went through a weird ca- like cascade of emotions. Because I was like, oh, like Final Fantasy, awesome. Like, this is going to be great. And then they're like, it's also Disney. And I was mm-hmm. like. Uh oh, this is gonna be a children's game, and I'm not gonna be excited about that. And I'm like, look, I'm just gonna play the game because it's Disney meets Final Fantasy, and I'm like, I love all of these Final Fantasy games, mm-hmm. so I I love all of them. So I guess I have to. I'm going to play this one. I already bought it. Like, and then I popped the disc into my PlayStation Two, and I started like the game came up. And it was the calmest of calm music screens. Yeah. It's peaceful. The yeah, art very peaceful. is beautiful. And then the hardest hitting club anthem plays at the beginning <laughs> of this game. And I was like, I am in. And I love the <laughs> Arts franchise ever since. Um, I too loved Kingdom Hearts. I am not sure how I discovered it, to be honest with you. I probably was buying another video game and was like, what is this Disney Final Fantasy? Because same thing, I loved Final Fantasy. I did know from the get-go that it was Disney, though. So I don't don't know exactly how I came about it. But yeah, whoever thought, like, let's make a game, you go to different worlds, and on each world it's a different Disney movie, and you get to play as or with one of the characters from that movie. Like, that was a genius, genius idea. Whoever that was... 
deserves such a huge raise still yeah. even now um yeah. yeah um i didn't beat it i couldn't beat Sephiroth. i beat him in final fantasy 7 but i couldn't beat him in kingdom hearts that's fun <laughs> i mean look he's an end game boss in that so he's yeah. tough he's real he's real tough um but i beat him in remake can't, I can't beat him in Kingdom Hearts. So I got that far, which is like almost the end of the game. Very close to the end, I, but I never I never beat him. And there's a skateboarding section that was very hard for me, but I made it through that. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, I love the games. I love all of them. It's really funny because it's a situation where ye, if I try to sit and explain the Kingdom Hearts plot to you, you'll think I'm a crazy person. Yeah, it makes no sense. It makes very so little. It makes very, very little sense. Uh, but it's so good. It's so good. It's so fun. And yeah, it's just wild. Such a wild, wild game. And I highly recommend playing it. Yeah, if you've never played Kingdom Hearts and um, it sounds remotely like something you'd be interested in, definitely check it out. Because if it sounds like remotely something like you'd be interested in, you'll probably love it. Yeah. Uh, yes. And so that's 2002. Yeah. Wow. I think, is that the whole show? <laughs> that is, that was the whole show. Um, we can go through, because like, look, here's the thing. I'm not going to get into it, but I've had a week. And yeah. so I've had a, I've really had a couple of weeks. Uh, but I just, um, I've been playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, you, you had mentioned. Um, and I, I... Finally, 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 because um, what's the next one called? Reunion? Rebirth. Rebirth. And that's coming out in like December or something. I think early next year. Yes. Um, I think the Elden Ring DLC in Final Fantasy, I, like, I don't know which one I'm, is going to hit me first. And I'm afraid that they're going to overlap because it will take me forever to do either. Um, right. And they're coming out close together. So I think it's either, I think it's early 2024 for okay. Final Fantasy. Okay, yeah, because I know that, like, it needed to come up. I finally put it on my PS5, and I was kind of bumming, right? Because I put it on, and I was super-duper close to completing it, mm -hmm. to, you know? But then I needed to get a couple of other, like, other achievements. Was this and, your first playthrough of it? No, so I beat oh, okay. the game originally. Oh, but okay, then, I thought I didn't think so, but yeah, you know. I beat. I already played through and beat the game, but okay. I I had to, um, in order to get all the achievements, mm -hmm. one of the things you have to do is beat it on hard mode. Oh really? Yeah, I don't care about that. Oh, <laughs> I will never god. get that achievement. <laughs> oh my god! Well, here's the thing: I got so far, and now I'm literally at the end of the second to last chapter. So I I just fought President Rufus Shinra. Yeah. And I'm a I had to fight. So it goes from a fight with him, and then you immediately go to the that robot. And I forget right. I forget what the robot's name is, but you fight that robot with. Aerith and Barrett. Mm -hmm. And uh, have you, did you even attempt hard mode at all? God, no. I play like on easy mode. Sure. I don't care. So, I have no pride when it comes to video games. So, I know my limitations. So the problem with hard mode is you, ha you're not allowed items. So you can't use any, any what? items at all. And no potions. No potions. And 
uh, your MP doesn't get restored when you sit on, like, a bench. What? And so, so the only way to restore your MP is mm. to reset the chapter. It resets at the beginning of every chapter. Or the, you know, the boxes that you can just break? Mm-hmm. So you have to break the boxes to get the Mako, the Mako shards. Oh my gosh. And that's how you that's how you That's get. horrible. I would uh, never be able to do that. It's ever. so hard. And then the bosses are hard as well. Right. I heal so much. Like like yeah. every turn Aerith just heals people. Like and she's always in my party healing people. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. That's how I get through them. But the real question, the most important question, inquiring minds need to know is is it harder to find the cats on hard mode? No, it was not harder to find the cats. I got the cats. Okay. I got the okay. cats right away. There's uh, not I, more cats. No, no, still just the three <laughs> cats. Yeah, because I wanted to play uh, Intermission. Mm-hmm. Because um, when you get it on the PS5, it came with a like a DLC where you play as Yuffie. Uh, really? Yeah. So if you have, the I PS- have it on the PS5. I should look into that because I bet yeah. you I have a DLC I didn't know about. Yeah, so if you have, uh, I think it's like, I think it's called like Recoded or whatever, but I forget which tier of the PlayStation Plus it is, um, oh. but but it's free in one of the, like, or it, not free, but like included with one of the PlayStation Plus tiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget which, I forget which one it is, but yeah, I had it, I went through, I finally beat uh, Bahamut mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, uh, the Marlboro, and those were two things you had to fight, and it was, oh, those were those were tough, tough fights. Uh, but that's what I've been mostly doing. I've been doing that, and I started rewatching because I watched like the first two episodes, and then like kind of fell off. But of Warrior on okay. HBO, mm-hmm. and. It's so good because it's clearly, uh, you know, you got to be into, you got to be into Kung Fu martial arts stuff. I might've mentioned it on this show before. Um, I'm not sure. But it is a show in which a man from China moves to San Francisco, like right after the civil war. Like that's Mm -hmm. what, that's what kind of era we're talking. And he's looking for somebody and like he lives, he like gets basically sold to a Chinese mafia in San Francisco. Okay. And, and it's very fun. There's Kung Fu and it just got renewed for another season and it's really, really good. And uh, that's what I've been watching. I started rewatching that. Okay. What have you been watching or playing? Well, I had the dog and this, the dog is basically like having a toddler. Like she can, she has to be supervised at pretty much all times. Sure. Um, and she's very, very needy and demanding. So yeah, she's like a two-year-old. Um, so I put off my regular shows because I felt as though I probably wouldn't be able to give them attention that they deserved. And she oddly, like the first time she ever came to my house, she was a puppy. And I was in the middle of one of my supernatural, like actual rewatches, not just like background supernatural, like actually binging rewatching supernatural. Yep. And she was like in tune to it. And ever since then, like, Supernatural chills this dog out. Like, I think it's Jensen Ackles' voice. Like, that's all I can think. Is it, It's it's his voice, because his voice is wonderful. Um, but so I watched a lot of Supernatural <laughs> to, to okay. help to tame the dog. But I also watched um, Transformers Rise of the Beasts. 
which I enjoyed. Maybe not as much as Bumblebee, but as much as some other of the, but more than the previous to Bumblebee movies. Um, sure. And I watched. There was something else. I said it to you right before the show. I forget what it is already. Oh, oh, I found out that there was more Project Greenlight. There was like a yeah. 2015 season. So I watched all the 2015 season and then I watched the movie because that's what's fun for me. I love to watch the season and then watch the movie that comes out of it. Right. So I watched the movie that comes out of it is called The Leisure Class. It's all now HBO. So like they produce the show and then the movie's an HBO movie. Yeah. Um and there's a new brand new season that Matt and Ben aren't on. It's um, Issa Rae and Kamal Johnny are yes. like the two celebrities on it. Um, and I just started that season of it, season five. So I just started watching that. Um, and that's it for what I watched. Okay. So then what are you looking forward to? I'm Anything? looking forward to watching all the shows that I didn't watch while the dog was here. Because I have like... A week and a half's worth of shows to catch up on, plus this week's um, version of their shows. And then also, when I resubscribe to Peacock Plus or Premium or whatever the hell they call the Peacock tier that you pay for, sure. um, there's a movie that I've heard very good things about called Polite Society. It's a new okay. release. Um, I guess it's about an Indian family in England and it's two sisters. I don't know. I've just heard great things from I've people heard that. Things that people whose opinions I trust. So um, I look forward to maybe checking that out this week if I if I upgrade my Peacock this week. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. And I think that's um, about it. What about you? What are you watching? Uh, so I, I'm going to continue to watch New Girl and um, New Girl, One Piece, and Warrior. Those are those are kind of mm-hmm. the big the big three at the moment wwe just had SummerSlam, and right. so i you know i watched it the show ended on kind of a dud so we'll see if i keep picking it back up and and continue to kind of watch post SummerSlam. but it'll be interesting as the writers and actors strike kind of continues the tough mm-hmm. part will be the the tough part is going to be all of the other shows won't have writers but because wwe doesn't exist in a world with unions um they're gonna be the only thing really producing new content you know Mm -hmm. when when we get into the september and octobers of the world so it'll be kind of interesting to see if they're able to capitalize on that but that is another uh rest hold for another day i imagine also that i will finish uh season five of project Greenlight this week and watch the corresponding movie as well because i did see that is already out on hbo um, and if the if the rental price comes down right now, I, the last time I checked, the rental price was like twenty dollars because it's still in theaters. But I don't have a car for a while, so my what I'm watching will be boring. But Joyride, I really wanted to see. I do want to it see wasn't in theaters long enough. Like it was in theaters so quick by me in the Boondocks, um, so I didn't get to see it there. And it is available to rent, but last I checked, it was still like a premium twenty dollar rental. But if it sure. comes down, I'll watch it. Sure. I also started a, uh, because we talked about it, I believe, last week, I started a new audio book. Uh, I started The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, nice. So, um, or maybe I got that because I saw a TikTok. 
It might have been that we talked about it on this show that it was a release, like it was released. I don't think we talked about it. If I not, actually never read it, which is okay. weird. I think I've started it a couple of so, times. So, so I, I like what, the movie. So then the thing that got me was this story. I um I was on TikTok and this person was talking about how they wanted to make an episode of Doctor Who or like mm-hmm. uh, take Doctor Who in a very silly direction. And when the BBC kind of like shot it down and was like, no, then he uh, they made Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Nice. So that was that was kind of that. So those are the things I'm looking forward yeah. to. Uh, anything else before we get on out of here? I don't think so. I'm still thinking about Good Omen season two. Like yeah. that, I still think about that a lot. So yeah, definitely watch that if you haven't. That, so Omens. I downloaded. I da- I had a few credits. So I downloaded Good Omens. I downloaded Good Omens, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and um, American Gods. Those oh, are, American Gods is a good one too. So I I downloaded all three of those, and I'm very excited to kind of just go through them. I will say, again about Good Omens, I think season two is a lot more accessible to a broader audience and i don't think you definitely like you don't really need season one to 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 watch season two because it's kind of a separate story all you would season one would establish the relationship between the characters a little bit but you can get that from season two as well um so if you're someone that like you know season season one was the story was not your cup of tea because it's quite an out there story um then Still give season two a shot. Just give it a shot. All right. Um, and then I have one final thing, if you'll indulge me on the way out. Of course, out. I will indulge you. So, as of this release, another podcast that I am producing will be live. And that is the Late Night Power Hour with Chip Silver. Uh, that's the name of the show. And the Late Night Power Hour with Chip Silver is a... I guess you'd say more of like an audio drama, right? Okay. It's an audio drama in the sense of like, it's people acting on camera. It's not a podcast Mm -hmm. like what we do where we just kind of BS and talk to each other, like recording one of our conversations. It's a scripted show. Uh, The bit is, is that it is a late night talk show in a world where superheroes exist and they are real. So every week, every week, our host Chip Silver and his sidekick Ronnie Bronze interview a superhero, a sidekick, a villain uh, mm-hmm. that exists in this world. Uh, like I said, it's a fictional show. There will be ten episodes. The first one is out now. So if when you're listening to this, it is out. You can listen to it. Uh, join the Discord page. Uh, join our Discord because I'll share it there. Or follow me at the Eddie McCabe on any form of social media because I will be sharing it there as well. Uh, but I'm really, really excited about this project. Uh, it's really different. It's very interesting. You know, we have a bunch of improvisers that are super funny, super duper talented, uh, you know, all the, uh, and they're just playing these very fun characters and the team behind it has done such an amazing job uh, creating the, uh, you know, creating this project that I hope you enjoy it and I hope you share it and like it. It does sound like a lot of fun. I have yeah. to say, I, this is the first I'm hearing about it, but it sounds like a lot of fun. And it also reminded me that I started Invincible oh, as well yeah. this week. So that's 
I won't talk about that right now, but, um, but yeah, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I just make one, but uh, I might make an exception. That sounds oh, like something that sounds like something I can um, put on in lieu of an audio book in bed. Yeah. So, uh, so I think it's, you know, it's something that I think this audience would enjoy. So please go and check it out. So that's it. I got that's nothing it. else. So I got th- nothing so- coming from me. All right, so then let's get on out of here. Thank you very much for tuning in. You can follow me at the Eddie McCabe on all forms of social media, like I just told you. And you can find Stacy at at Stacy LM78. All right, on and, most places. Any yeah. place that I'd want you to find me, that's what you'll find me under. <laughs> and uh, here's the deal: we'll talk about it a little bit like later because it's still the beginning of August, and there's still like a whole two months before this happens uh but stacy and i will be going to halloween horror nights um we'll be going to halloween horror nights this year if you're planning on attending the event let us know maybe it'll be around the same time who's to say but um you'll be able to hear me just talk about a bunch of nonsense uh in a theme park because that's my happy place thank you very much (laughs) we'll see you real soon Bye. Bye.